Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to uh, Real Presence Live here on this Friday morning. And uh, my name is Deacon Dan Goshi, along with Father Anthony Craig. We are broadcasting live from uh, our parish, where we uh, where we both serve at St. Joseph's Church in Crosby, Minnesota. Good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Deacon Dan. It's nice to see me today. It's great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's great to see you. What a delight to see me today. Praise the Lord. Ah, all right. Well, we are um, going to uh, spend a, a couple of hours visiting with, uh, with several uh, different people, some very interesting conversations to be had, and uh, there will be, I guarantee, some dull moments as well. We will try to, you know... <laughs> purposely, uh, you know, in, in instill that into our show. That sounds good. Give yeah, some a little, little moments. A little break. So that's that'll oh, be nice. Yeah. That's delightful. Delightful, indeed. So before we begin, uh, perhaps we could have uh, maybe a little bit of a prayer. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Lord and our God, we know that you are here, that you see us, that you hear us. We adore you with profound reverence. We ask pardon for our sins and ask you to make our lives fruitful in your service. Mary, our Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, our Universal Patron, our Guardian Angels, intercede for us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Very good. Shall we, uh, do you have any personal commentary you'd like to share, or should we just get right into the show? Father? I think we can go right in. All right. Our first guest. Let's do that. All right. We welcome Shelley Pressler to, uh, to Real Presence Live. Good morning, Shelley. Good morning. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. I am just coming home from Mass at St. Joseph's in Mandan with um, wonderful Father uh, Josh Waltz. He gave us a great sermon this morning, so I'm all fired up. Well, that's exciting. What was what was his uh, homily about? Well, he was talking about um, John uh, 21, of course, and about the fishing and Jesus and the nets and pulling in all the fish, and Peter has the Pope. You know, he's he's pulling in the nets. He's pulling in all of us. So it was mm-hmm. really, really refreshing uh, sermon for this morning. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, all right. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Divine Mercy and uh, and that devotion. But uh, can you, do you mind just, uh, Shelley, just uh, uh, telling us a little bit about yourself first? Um, yes. So I was raised in South Dakota, um, living in North Dakota right now, both both of the great states. And um, I grew up in a very loving family. Um uh, and then I ended up getting married pretty young, actually, fell in love really young, and my husband Todd and I are going to celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary uh, next month, which is exciting, and um, we have six children and almost nine grandchildren. We have uh, a granddaughter due any day, so um, it's oh, been wonderful. quite a journey. Our life has, has been quite a journey. It has not been traditional by any <laughs> by any means, that's for sure, but... I think everybody has a story in their journey. My my husband switched careers in the middle of our marriage uh, when we had four kids, and we went back to med school as a family and had a couple more along the way. So it was it was quite a journey, and that's a that's a story for another time. But um, but it's been a it's been a beautiful uh, it's been a beautiful marriage, and I feel really blessed to have my husband Todd. 
when when it gets time for that uh, that story to be told on Real Presence Live, I hope I'm the host because you've got me, you know, <laughs> intrigued. I want yeah. what, what to, it's like. For, forget what we're about to talk about. I want to hear more about this story. But uh, anyway. <laughs> We do have an important topic, don't we, Father? We do, we do. Yes, yes, indeed. So uh, we've got a big uh, a celebration coming up this this Sunday. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, this Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday. It is a newer celebration in our church, and sometimes I'll start talking about Divine Mercy with people and or the devotion or the prayer, and they won't, really won't know much about it. And there's reasons for that, and um, it's a newer, like I said, it's a newer celebration. It began in Poland with St. Faustina, and um, and then Pope John Paul II, also from Poland, was the one uh, that, that started it, you know, under the direction of Jesus Christ. And um, I can't think of a time in our world where we need mercy more than now. And um, the Pope has declared that this millennium will be for mercy. And so... It's a wonderful celebration, indeed. Do you want to talk a little bit more about uh, you know how, how it began and and uh, Faustina and, and John Paul too, and and just a little bit more uh, for those that that may be experiencing or, or hearing about Divine Mercy for the first time? Uh, right. About- so, so Saint Faustina was born in Poland, um, early 1900s, and um, she wanted to become. Uh, a sister, but her family was dead set against it. But anyway, she ended up joining um, a, a convent, and they accepted her. And when they accepted her as a sister, they all made this note about uh, Faustina that she was no one special. And I think we've all been, we can relate to that, can't we, that sometimes in our life we've been called no one special. And so I always kind of relate to St. Faustina in that way. And then she began having visions of Christ. And what he wanted her to do was to paint an image of his likeness. She would always see Jesus Christ as he was and how beautiful he was. And so she said, I already have that image in my heart. And she said, no, I want you to, I want you to have this painted. So she kept meeting with her uh, confessor, Father Sapochko, and he hired an artist, Eugene Kamarowski. And Eugene uh, painted the image of Jesus Christ, the one that you see in the Divine Mercy image, Jesus, I trust in you. And when St. Faustina saw it, she cried and cried, um, not because it was so beautiful, because it wasn't how she per- perceived Jesus as he truly was. She said, who will paint you as beautiful as you truly are? And Jesus was like, you know, this image is, is enough. You know, the image is about my mercy and my love. And um, so then the image was painted, and then he, he also established the prayer that, Jesus, I trust in you, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And he asked her to say that for sinners, and um, even if there was a sinner most hardened, if they would say the Divine Mercy Chaplet, he said he would stand between his father and that sinner as the just judge, and um, even if there was a sinner most hardened, his heart would be converted through Christ's mercy by St. Faustina saying that prayer. And then he urged her to have prayer cards made with his, his image and the Divine Mercy Chaplet on the back of it, and so they were distributed throughout um, all of Poland, and World War II was starting at that time, and they were very popular during that time. So that's just a, that's just a start into it. Mm-hmm. A couple of things occurred to me. First of all, how would you like to be the artist? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who, who created this picture, and you Small present task. it, and they're like, oh, that's terrible. 
I mean, that's, and I'm so disappointed in your work. You know, I mean, yeah, that'd be hard course. to hear that kind of thing, wouldn't it? See, I worked pretty hard on I that. I worked really I, hard on this, and here you're like crying because it's so bad. I, I'm sorry, I, I tried. <laughs> right? I <laughs> I just, I just, I've always felt badly about, you know, well, that, that might have hurt, hurt his feelings a little bit when you. It but, starts rough, you know. Some of these things. Well, well, the thing is, is, is it wasn't one attempt; it was twelve attempts. Twelve. Twelve. Attempts. Oh my goodness! And every time they brought, you know, she would just cry all the more. She's like, "Oh, oh it's okay, beautiful as you are." I know how beautiful is that. That so that you know she see. She saw Christ how he mm-hmm. truly was, and that we cannot even capture how beautiful Christ truly right. is. Oh, right. yeah. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And yet we look at the painting, and we're like, you wow. know, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's yeah. a beautiful <laughs> thing. That was the beautiful. 12th try, though. When you, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 12th time is the charm. The 12th try- time is the charm. And it, is, yeah. it is enough. It is enough, it is right? Enough. The image is enough. So, um, you, you spoke a little bit about uh, uh, praying the chaplet. Um, on behalf of another, is that, is that what you said? And 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 uh, and the Lord would would protect their their soul. Was that? Was that? Excuse me. Yes, that is um, mm-hmm. what Jesus Christ is for. Sir. And you and know, especially. Go ahead. And and he said that uh, to her, or does it apply to all of us? Can I pray a, a chaplet on behalf of another right. soul? And that. Right, and that's that's the beauty in this is you know when Jesus Christ shares something. To this magnitude, he doesn't mean it for one, he means it for all. And um, so I've had the opportunity to pray this when people, with people, um, you know, over the years when they've been dying, and there's like a transformation that takes place, and it's beautiful. And then the other thing is you can pray this anytime for anyone, like, you know, they see me coming to the hospital, it's Shelly's here, oh no, you're going to pray the Divine Mercy Chapter with me, but it's, uh, you can pray for anyone at any time. But there's just very special grace when you are praying it, you know, with somebody very sick or near death. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. when Christ comes in right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a beautiful thing. You know, when you think about um, people in your lives, the, in your families, friends who maybe have uh, walked away from the Lord or the church or never knew him or, you know, just uh, people that you love dearly, but you, you're concerned about their eternity. Mm-hmm. Just to know, yeah. to have this confidence, you know what? As much as I care about this person, Jesus loves them far more than I do. They're far more important to him. And he's given me this simple little thing that I can do, and he'll step in. Yeah. And he'll step in just like that. Takes about seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what the, uh, in the billboard with the bulletin, I was like, you know, what should I say to to draw people in to hear about his mercy? Because I don't care if people come and hear me speak, but it's all about him, his mercy, and his love. And I'm like, well, could seven minutes change your life? Could it change mm-hmm. someone else's? And the answer to that oh, is yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it could. Absolutely, Shelley. Absolutely. And, um, um, the other thing that really has been very important to me is Father Chris Ayler's ministry with the Divine Mercy Chaplet for those who have lost loved ones through suicide. And just briefly, Father Chris Ayler's story is before he became a priest, he made a general confession. And he said in his general confession, one of the things that really bothered me was my mother committed suicide. He said when, when I was a young man and I wasn't there for her, and I feel really bad for it, bad about that, that I wasn't there for, for her. And the priest said, all you need to do is go home and pray this prayer for her, and he handed her the, him the Divine Mercy Chaplet. 
And he said, you don't understand, Father. This, this was 10 years ago. He goes, no, you don't understand. Jesus Christ lives outside of eternity. He's not, he lives forever in eternity. Like, he's not bound by any time. So if you pray this today, you could still help your grandmother at that moment when she took her life. And Father Chris Ailis in that moment said, this is too good to be true. And he became a Catholic priest, and now he's the head of the Marians. And this is, this is his ministry. Is for, mm-hmm. for those who have lost loved ones through suicide, they feel hopeless. But there's still hope. Jesus Christ, like I said, lives outside of time. That's a church teaching. He's eternal. He's not bound by our constraints of time. So for those who have lost loved ones, I really urge them to, to, to look up, you know, the divinemercy.org. Go to that site. Get the pamphlet. Pray for their loved ones. Jesus, like I said, Jesus Christ is all about hope. He's all about mercy. He's all about love. Those three things together trump all the evil in our world. That's, I think that's important for people to remember is that uh, that time thing, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we have a saying, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late. Well, the, the person is dead, you know, or or I might pray mm-hmm. for uh, somebody to have a, a good uh, job interview after the fact that it's already taken place. And they'll say, well, it's too late now. No, uh, you know, Jesus can see all, all time at once. He foresaw these prayers, applied them at that moment. You know, I mean, if you want to think of it in, in, human, in human terms and physical terms and time terms that we, mm-hmm. you know, that we have to follow. Um, so there, there's no such thing. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be disp- in despair because, oh, shoot, I should have. If only I would have. Do it now. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus mm-hmm. saw it coming. <laughs> it is never too late. Never too isn't that, late. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it and is a beautiful you know, thing. And the enemy just wants to live us to live in despair. Look at like when I was talking two weeks ago at Cathedral, I was like, "Well, what do you want me to say?" And I was praying really hard to Christ, and He said, "I want you to talk about the pandemic." And there was a brief pause of the human heart, mm-hmm. and I thought, "Isn't that the truth?" You know, we're all living in this pandemic, or so we say, or whatever you want to call it that we're living in. But it really is a pandemic of our of the human heart. Mm-hmm. In Christ, that's all He wants is our heart. You know, that's why He came. He wants our heart. He wants our heart to be filled with His love, and then we can give it out to others. And <clears throat> just knowing that has been just kind of a relief for me. And I think that's why the pandemic has been so hard, is we're really called to live the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, and I've kind of really been reading into them, and, you know, they're they're feeding the hungry, you know, feeding drink to the and people who are thirsty, but they're really burying the dead in the end, and we haven't even been able to, you know, bury our dead like we've wanted to because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, so that's why it's been kind of hard. Sure. Uh, Shelly, we're going to take just a, a short break, and when we come back, we want to hear a little bit more about uh, you know how to find this chaplet. We want to talk a little bit about the Hour of Mercy and a few other things uh, coming up. Is that all right with you? Sounds great. Okay, good. We'll be right back. I'm uh, Deacon Dan Goshi with Father Anthony Craig, broadcasting from St. Joseph's Church in Crosby, Minnesota, on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Does someone who takes their own life automatically go to hell? I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the Church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present. And one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life. So there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig, broadcasting from St. Joseph's Church of Crosby, Minnesota, on Real Presence Live. And our guest today, uh, this morning, this this segment is Shelley Pressler. We're talking about uh, the Divine Mercy Devotion. And Shelley... Uh, you talked a little bit about your history. You talked a little bit about the importance of of uh, praying the the chaplet of divine mercy. Um, tell us one more time for folks that uh, don't have this uh, memorized or, or or the little prayer cards or things uh, at home. Where can they find uh, how how to pray this chaplet? So the best place I believe to go to would be thedivinemercy.org. Thedivinemercy.org. The divine mercy. Dot org. Perfect. Okay. Every day, um, Shelley, just so you're aware, on my phone, I have an alarm set at 3 o'clock. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about why that might be important. Well, the 3 o'clock hour is when Christ expired on the cross when he died, and he urged um, all people to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet um, through St. Faustina, that that was the hour of mercy. And that would be an hour open just completely to his mercy and his love. And so um, when I first heard about this, I remember um, I was in a Bible study in Bowbridge, South Dakota. We used to live there with just wonderful, wonderful women in it. And one of the gals, Kathy, showed up at Bible study, and she started handing out these little prayer cards. And she said, you can pray this at 3 o'clock when you're picking your kids up from school. 
um, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and I, I didn't know anything about it, although I had received the picture, the Divine Mercy image from my mom a few years before then, and I didn't know that the picture and the prayer card went together, and I, I always call myself a remedial Catholic. Jesus always will work with people, and he'll be really slow just to give them little bits of knowledge at a time, and I think I must have a very little heart. I can only receive a little at a time. I'm like, oh, so this prayer goes with the image. So if you have the Divine Mercy image or you've seen it in a church, that's the prayer that goes with it, the chaplet of Divine Mercy. And so it's a prayer that takes seven minutes, and you can pray it at 3 o'clock. But as I tell other people, they're like, can I only pray this at 3? Well, of course not. You can pray it any time. And then people always ask me, do I just need to pray this to somebody that's dying? You know, And I'm like, no. You can pray it at any time. And then the third question I would get is, how come I have not heard about this? I've been Catholic my whole life. Why have I not heard about Divine Mercy? Do you, uh, do you gentlemen get that, that question as well? Yeah, a fair amount. Sometimes, yeah. Priest. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, even myself, you know, growing up, I encountered it for the first time when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't right. like from the very beginnings. It was a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And. Me as well, and the reason why is because St. Faustina heard in her heart from Christ that all of this work would seem undone for a time, and it is true. So the work was actually the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and all of this devotion was banned for a while, and, and I'll tell you why. It really, it's a really interesting historical story, but so St. Faustina had the, this devotion from Christ, and he gave it to her and to her diary. Um, the priest told her, write down everything Christ says to you. So St. Faustina wrote down everything that Jesus said to her. Well, and then she died when she was 33, and I think that's remarkable. She died at the same age that Jesus did, and she died when she was 33, and so did Christ. The year was 1938. Well, the priest and the sisters realized what what a gift this was. So they had um, her um, uh, all of her notebooks, turned into a journal and turned into a big diary. And if you've ever seen the diary, um, it's quite large. It's everything that Christ said to her and revealed to her. And World War II was starting. So the prayer cards, they were in a great need, like, let's get all these prayer cards out as soon as we can. So they were dispersed, um, and people were so happy to have them. But the sisters, when they typed up all of St. Faustina's notebooks, there were six of them, they made a few errors. So the church banned this teaching, I believe it was from 1958 to 1978, because there was a few errors in that Divine Mercy, the the original copy of that, because they had typed them up so quickly. Well, guess who came on the scene at that time was um, (laughs) St. John Paul II, Mm -hmm. and he was so well aware of the works, and after much review, he found it without, without error, and in the year of 2000, St. Faustina was canonized, and that was our first Saint. Um, that was our first Divine Mercy Sunday. It was in the year May 2000, right after Easter. And um, Saint John Paul II was quoted as saying, "This is the happiest day of my life." Hmm. And I always think about, you know, if you're a pope, you've had a lot of happy days. I'm assuming, you know. And um, but he said, "No, Divine Mercy Sunday was the happiest day of his life." So yes, so this teaching went away from our church. For about 20 years, then it came back through St. John Paul II, who was also from Poland, as was St. Faustina. And so he knew all about her, all about her work, and he's like, uh, so he declared it um, uh, church doctrine, church teaching. 
Beautiful. Um, just going to step back just a, a minute about um, the hour of mercy, uh, that, that mm-hmm. 3 o'clock hour. Uh, if somebody would like to participate in this in some way, but they wouldn't be able to, at that point, enter into uh, uh, praying the, the entire chaplet. Is, is it not uh, the case that you can just, you know, have a moment interior, just asking for Jesus' mercy for yourself or for somebody else in that hour, and that, and that means something special, too? Yes, you can just say, Jesus' mercy. Jesus', Jesus mercy. mercy right two words. Just, two words two is words. pretty easy. Yeah. Jesus' mercy. Because sometimes in the middle oh. of, the, of the day, that's about all I have time for if I'm... You know, I, I have a job that's that's outside of the church. I have a secular job, and, and things are happening. I can't necessarily just pause for seven minutes at 3 o'clock or, or in that hour. Sometimes yeah. it's, uh, sometimes all I have time for is, oh, there, my alarm went off. Jesus, have mercy. Oh, yeah. And then I go back to what I was doing. And Those yeah. aspiration mm-hmm. prayers throughout the day are like little pylons to keep us continuing forward mm-hmm. and keep the contemplative life uh, strong and alive in us as we go forward. Um, those little ones, my Jesus mercy. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they even uh, are in the old recoltas, you know, for indulgences. If you pray them um, frequently throughout the day, um, it's just wonderful. You know, and that's a great time to do that. And you can direct even those little prayers for someone, uh, for your own self. Typically, mm-hmm. <laughs> my Jesus yeah. mercy. <laughs> I, I need it more than anybody I know. <laughs> mercy, Lord, mercy upon me. me. Instead of like, look at them, mercy. No, it's usually us. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> as well as them. I mean, it's like, if you can do two, one for yourself, one, one for, for someone somebody else. else. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, Shelly, we, we have about five minutes left here, a little less than that, I think. And um, we want to talk about the event that, 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 that you're going to be part of. But let, can, do we have time just to talk a little bit about this novena that, uh, that we're in? Right. So right now we're in the Divine Mercy Novena. And I love the novena so much. Um, it starts on Good Friday. If you missed it, it's fine. You can even start it now. Remember, Jesus is outside of time. Mm-hmm. So we pray for a different. We pray for a different um, segment of the population every day. Um, we pray pray for it. Starts out on the first day on Good Friday, and we're praying for um, all sinners. Second day, we go in and we pray for all the priests and religious. And you know, on the second day of Novena, it is Holy Saturday. You know, and I think about all of our holy priests that we have. We have so many, and it's a, just a joy to pray for them, you know, and their service. Like, without our priests, we would have, we wouldn't have the Eucharist, which means basically we would have nothing. And so I just kind of let a lot of the priests that I pray for know, like, I'm praying to you this for the day. And at the third day, we pray for devout and faithful souls. So I reached out to some of my friends who are so faithful and so devout, and I'm like, today I'm praying for you. Fourth day, we're going to pray for those who don't know Christ yet. You know, there's so much work to do. So many people don't know him. Great idea. Pray for them. Fifth day is kind of a hard day for me. Um, we pray for those who have separated themselves from the church. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we all know people who are say they're no longer Catholic. And that's just a day for me just to double down. I call it in prayer. Mm. Pray the Novena for them. Um, the sixth day is also a very favorite day of mine. We pray for humble souls. Um, yesterday, we prayed for those who venerate and glorify Jesus Christ, mercy. Um, today, we're praying specifically for souls who are in purgatory. And on the ninth day, which is tomorrow, we're going to pray for those who have become lukewarm, which is another hard day for me. And then yeah. Eric, on Sunday, on Divine Mercy Sunday, is the end of the novena. And, it's, you know, it's just a beautiful way to pray for different, you know, segments of our population every day. You know, somebody falls into those categories, people that don't know them yet. 
people that have said, you know, I'm no longer Catholic. These are great opportunities just to pray specifically for seven minutes. So it takes seven minutes for those people. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's a beautiful way to unite yourself with Christ and mercy. And Shelley, tell us what's going on in the Sioux Falls Diocese this weekend. Right. So I, my mom for years was like, I wish you would come down here and speak on mercy. Well, it, how Jesus Christ works, um, Father Smith and I started visiting. He's at Holy Cross in Ipswich, South Dakota, which is very close to where I grew up in Bottle. And so I'm going to be speaking there at 2 o'clock on Sunday. And um, <laughs> it's going to be kind of hard because I'm going back to where I'm from, and they always say it's hardest to go back yeah. to where you're from to speak, and some of my loved ones are going to be there. But Jesus is just like, my mercy is for everyone, and he yeah. really wants everyone to hear about it. So I'm, I'm very excited to speak on that thing. And uh, all, all people are welcome to, to attend, right? Yep, everyone's welcome to attend. I believe there's going to be, well, I know for sure there'll be adoration. I, my talk is about 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Then I'll teach everyone that chaplet, if they don't know it, we'll pray that. And then there's adoration and confession. And it goes till 4. So 2 to 4, this Sunday, April 11th, Ipswich, South Dakota, really close to Aberdeen, um, under the direction of Father um, Timothy um, Smith. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to going. And that's at Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, right? Yes. Perfect. Shelley, this has been a wonderful treat. Thank you very much for being with us today. Yeah, well done. Well, thank you for having me. And we'll we'll pray for that that tickle in your throat or whatever. The, yeah, the, the <laughs> allergy, so that you can, you can that you'll be able to deliver your message clearly. May she have a strong thank voice, you. Lord. Strong. <laughs> Speaking of the so Lord's much. mercy. Yes, and we both have a, just a day um, full of His mercy and love. Thank Amen. You Thank you, Shelley. Thank God you very bless. much. Mm-hmm. It's uh, she- yeah, you bet. Shelley Pressler with uh, information about the uh, the Divine Mercy um, uh, devotion. Well, coming up next in just a moment, uh, r- uh, women running for women. What what's that all about? We'll find out in just a moment when we have uh, our next interview. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig, broadcasting live from St. Joseph's Church in Crosby, Minnesota, on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 